Let us pray. Gracious Lord God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this opportunity to hear you. We give this We give you thanks for the gift of your word. Um, we give you thanks that we can find you this evening. God, guide us that we may do exactly that. See you clearly. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome to what I admit is a horrendously delayed uh, edition of a scripture talk. We had, uh, I had scheduling problems yesterday that then blend into scheduling problems today um, that then blend into a podcast launching at 826 at night, but we're here. We yeah. made it. We're live. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchot. And on the ones and twos. Uh, DJ Stacy Tyler. And uh, for those of you joining in on the video version, you are getting quite the treat. Um, we did implement uh, the new camera system and uh, it, we look, I think we look good. Um, my hair has never looked so red on a stream before, which is good. Uh, means it's lustrous. There's a luminance to it. I, you know, I appreciate uh, this camera. Uh, unlike the previous one, not racist against Brandy, which I appreciate. Um, as uh, you know, as as her pastor, I appreciate that, that we finally found um, a uh, race neutral camera um, because that one camera, that one camera we had, you on just thought uh, you you had no face. You, it was just a blur. Uh, which was disrespectful, I thought. So uh, um, shout out to the people who made the cameras. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are uh, made by a company called Razer. Uh, they make gaming accessories. Uh, they're the like Razer Kia or something. Whatever they are, they're great. Um, so if Razer, Razor. if you're if Razer, if you're listening, oh, if Razer would sponsor us <laughs> now. Normally, when Razer sponsors, you have to like wear Razer stuff. Oh, I'll wear I it will all day do long. it. I'll wear yeah. it all day long. Deck me in head to yeah. toe green snakes. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Um, get, me, get me a gaming chair. Oh yeah. Right. There's a lot. I mean, they make chairs. They make mics. They make cameras. They make mm. the the keyboard you're using. Stacy is a Razer product. Yes, I already I have that. a lot of other yes. stuff. They made the cat ear headphones I gave my wife because I think they're cool. I'm not sure she you know was happy about them. I'm thrilled. So you guys listening out there, buy Razer. Yeah, buy or no, uh, no Razer. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love that sponsorship. Yeah. Um, that's great. Again, I will whatever you need me to wear. Uh, whatever terrible gamer shirt. Like if you need me. To dress like a hardcore gamer uh, which as far as I can tell is like an athletic shirt that doesn't fit because all you do is sit there and click all day anyways um, uh, <laughs> our scripture reading tonight has nothing to do with that our scripture reading tonight um, is Isaiah 64 uh, which I'll admit is a fascinating one uh, buckle up Isaiah is going to get real for a second Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so the mountain would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your... Excuse me, are we right? Hold on. Something went weird with my phone. Yeah, we're good. Never mind. Everything's fine. I'll pick it up to start. This is Isaiah, all of Isaiah chapter 64, um, but it is verses 1 through 12. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that a mountain would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down the mountain. Mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you. Whose works for those who wait who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry, and we sinned because you hid yourself. 
we transgressed. We all have, we have all become like one who is unclean, and our our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hands. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. Your holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and beautiful house, where our ancestors praised you, has been burned by fire, and all our pleasant places have become ruins. After all this, will you restrain yourself, O Lord? Will you keep silent and punish us so severely? This this is an interesting one, right? Um, this is, this fit would honestly fit more into the Psalms. Um, this is in some ways a Psalm reminiscent. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, yeah, it, 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 it starts back in 63 and it, it reminds me of a Psalm of lamentation yes. in some ways. I mean, it's straight up that, right? These, like, these things are not all written in vacuums, right? There wasn't just like people who wrote Psalms and they never wrote prophecy, right? Because some of the prophet, if, if you tune into last week's uh, Wednesday night, um, some of the prophecies, so there are there is prophecy in Psalms and there are Psalms in the prophets. <laughs> and this is that, right? And this is also in line with the tradition of Jeremiah being connected to Lamentations, right? It's not totally clear what the shared DNA is, but they are related in some way that like Jeremiah, very much in the prophet tradition, we're going to read him next week, um, is connected to Lamentations, which is like, what if you took a lament psalm but made it an entire book? What if it was just all, what if the, everyone should read chapter one of Lamentations at least once. Every once in a while, every few years, I'll do a worship service where I'll open, I'll just cold open with no context, um, the uh, for opening chapter of Lamentations because it is, they're real sad. Um, and they're sad for a reason, right? They're in exile. And they're in exile because it's their fault. And they have, you know, Isaiah has some interesting, Isaiah, who normally spends his time speaking for God, in this case, is speaking for the people to God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, playing that role, that, that Moses does this too. There are times when Moses is the one who speaks up for God's people um, and, and, and God hears that. But this is, we love that verse about you are the potter and we are the clay, right? Or we're the clay and you're the potter. We turn in all these songs about how wonderful it is to be made by God, to have been formed and shaped by God. And we're in a series where we look at two of those images where two different prophets use the image of God as the potter for two very different reasons. And here, it is not Isaiah saying, oh, how wonderful it is to be made by God. It is Isaiah yelling at God, you made us. You cannot give up on us. You made us. We are your responsibility. Act like it. He's don't mad. Do it. Yeah, don't do me like this, God. You know better than this. Why? It's that why moment. Why yeah. are you doing me like this? You know, you have those moments in your life. You just want to go, God, I don't understand. Break it down to me. Get your big cheap tablet out and number two pencil. Draw me what you're yeah. doing what, to What's me. the deal here? Like, yeah. why, like, why is it like this? There's a good portion of this. Uh, it, it's lamenting and it's looking at the fact of, 
you know, in some ways, God, the reason we're in this position is because you've moved away from us. When left to our own devices, we're going to screw it all up. And and there's this, this cry of, you know, especially in the latter part of it, you're right, we, we deserve wrath, but in your wrath, have mercy. Don't give up on us. Right. We, you, you knew how horrible we are. You knew what we are without you, so have mercy. Don't. Are you just going to leave us like this after creating us? And the and, and and we know the answer. Yeah. No. God is not going to. God is the potter. We are the clay. Things don't always happen in our time. Uh, in the time we want, that happens in God's time, in the timing <laughs> that God wants. And for whatever reason, in God's infinite wisdom, it doesn't always feel or go the way we want it to feel or go. And so I, I, one of the reasons why I picked this and had it end where it does, because, by the way, as Isaiah goes on, they come back. They do come back from exile. God does remember them. It does. It works out. Isaiah has a relatively happy ending. Um, but here we see them crying out to God. This is somewhat... Lot, lot, I'm bringing a little bit of what happened, what we've been doing on Wednesday night into the Sunday morning scene. Um, but here we have like them crying out to God. We as Christians especially know the answer. History tells us the answer. God did not abandon them. Um, but it gives us the context of here it is it is comforting to Israel, to the Jewish people, that God is the potter and they are the clay, which mean because it means God is unlikely to forget us. Mm-hmm. That we have we have some not claim on God, but we have a connection to God. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Connection. We have a connection to God that's never going away. Because God made us, God breathed into us the breath of life. Uh therefore uh, we are forever connected to God, and even if it feels like God is absent, which is what a lot of the Old Testament deals with, is God feeling absent. Um, that's not the case. God's not going to give up on us. Also, it's a little rich to say, like, God has turned his, God has turned God's back on us. Uh-huh. Is that exactly how that went? Right. Is that exactly how that went? Who? Let's, let's break down the order here. <laughs> Of who turned their back on who first. Uh, right. <laughs> right. And, it wasn't me, he says. It wasn't me. Right. This, you know, this, this is the ending of Job, too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. did you order the universe? No? Ah. Now, it, timing-wise, isn't this, uh, I haven't looked it up yet, isn't this post-exile? Thought this yes. This is part of the Isaiah that's post-exile. Uh-huh. And so, and also, in some ways, you have them potentially coming back into seeing where Jerusalem's at, seeing what's been done. They have these expectations of Jerusalem being brought back to its former glory and all of that. And then there could also be that realization that that isn't going to happen as quickly as they thought. Right. And, and, and this is, this is, this is, this is, they come back and it's still not perfect. Yeah. Right. Like this is the, like, this is, they go in exile and that's rough. And, and they've been wanting all this time to get back, to get back, to get back, which, by the way, God arranges. But then they still get back, and it's not quite right that the time in exile has not broken the, broken the cycle, um, has not, like, fixed all the things. Uh, oh, my gosh. I don't know why this is popping in my head. Eh? So, at the end of The Lord of the Rings, yep. not the movies, yeah, but uh-huh. the books. Uh-huh. So, Mary... Pippin, Samwise, and all of them go back to Hobbiton. Yes. And they've been on this long journey away, and they've been looking forward to being back to their home. Well, they get there, and they find that the evil has touched 
there huh. as well and that they have things that they have to work to bring back what is going on there and so that's what the israelites are happening it's they're, almost they're like jrr tolkien's best friend was a noted theologian right, right, right. <laughs> it's almost like like he hung out you with think? a noted theologian all of the time mm. for those of you who don't know he is best friends with c.s lewis yeah the noted theologian yes. so yeah it's almost like you know yes it is exactly that, and I think it is exactly that on purpose, and I think Tolkien knows it's exactly that. Yes, this is this is one of the like the 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 realities of scripture that I love is I love when scripture shows human imperfection, and when scripture shows like the reality of things mm-hmm. that this is often that case, right? Just like you know, last week, last week. I've slept since then. It was last week. We talked about prophets don't do well in their hometowns. Yes. That was last yes. week. Yeah, I preached on that two days ago. Yeah. I've aged so much in those uh, two uh. days. Um, that, well, like, we see the reality of Jesus experiencing, a Jesus experiencing ups and downs in ministry. And here we see that, like, the promised salvation has come. They've been saved. They have been brought home from exile. And now they look around and they go, oh, but it's not all... It's not all perfect. And I think we've all, like, it's not just fiction. I think we've all, like, you know, this is, you know, a friend of mine who got saved every summer, right? Um, <laughs> kept needing saving. Um, it's like, you have that moment on the mountaintop. You have that moment where you think, you know, this is where, like, you always, one of the things that people who live in depression get caught in, and mm-hmm. other people too, but, like, that, that wellness is always just just over the horizon, and I'm guilty of this too, right? That wellness is always just over the horizon. Well, if it's always just over the horizon, you're never going to get there. Because when you arrive at that place just over the horizon, you realize it's just over the horizon. Um, this is like, that means you need to define your relationship with God and your relationship with the world differently. Because when you get back to Jerusalem, this thing you've built up, um, you're going to get back there, and it's going to feel like God's abandoned you. But God hasn't abandoned you. God brought you back to Jerusalem, darn it. Well, I've had that. I mean, I had that similar experience when I first came to Christ. You know, it was like yeah. um, you sit on that, that mountain. I mean, it was the highest high. I've, and I did drugs. And You've drugs been high. For years. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, I've been high. And and that was the, the greatest high I'd ever experienced. And then, like, a, a few months later when I, I came down a little bit and I was kind of like, oh, I need another fix of that Jesus thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, where do I get that? And I had to church. Be, yeah. <laughs> but I had to be explained that, Hey, you know, it, it's, it's not equivalent to a drug. You know, you're, you're going to have them down moments where you come off the mountain and, 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 and you have to, uh, just work back. Well, work and, back to it. But the other piece of it is, you know, what often gets talked about is the real work happens in the valleys, mm-hmm. right. right? The real work, like you need to go to the mountaintop, right? Like, and I think that's part of what they're seeing here. Is and it feels like God abandoned them. If you keep reading in Isaiah, then there are songs of repentance and you know whatever um, of a realization of like, well, if things are bad, whose fault is that? I know it's really cute to blame God, and we all do it. They do it in the Bible, right? right? But the overall message of the Bible is no, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's not God's fault. Maybe maybe you did it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't blame Satan. Satan didn't make you do it, right? <laughs> you know, well, and, and, they did it themselves. And, and here, it doesn't seem so much as, I mean, there is an aspect, but they're also understanding their righteousness isn't righteous. Yeah. I mean, you've got that 
filthy rags yeah. thing that it talks about that you know when you really look into that that's uh, filthy it's 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 related to menstruation yeah and, and which leaves you to really if you really pause and think about that if man's righteousness is like that to god and our normal state isn't righteous right what does that really say about where we we sit where we stand and how much we really need the mercy of god who was very willing to give it and provide it to us. I mean, we know that we, we, we see this in the Old Testament, and this is parts of why this was preached during Jesus' time, because Jesus was going, this is the fulfillment of that. Right. This is uh-huh. me answering that cry. This is why it's important for us to let God work on our lives, just like the potter and the clay, because if you ever sat and watched a potter work on clay, he's not gentle with it. He's got to slam it and bam it and rub it and let it form into the vase or whatever he's trying to form and everything. And sometimes in your life, God has to do that to you and be that tough love, I call it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then with all pottery and ceramics, it has to be put in a kiln. It's got to go into the fire, fire. to become hardened and usable. Right. It's, it's not fun to think that that's the analogy used regarding what God does with us, but it is what it is. Right. And I always like, I've always remember Trey's always told me, you know, like, it's, it's you're, okay, you're a Christian, it doesn't make your life easier that's right it's, it's still hard but you have to like like he said all ago the work is in the valley and and it's the fact that we're not alone there whereas pr- prior without god oftentimes we find ourselves facing the same things but we're doing it alone whereas with god the situation might not change <laughs> but all of a sudden our perspective because we're not alone because uh-huh. we've been given strength we've been given grace and our perspective has changed on what's going on the lens through which we're looking at everything has been changed and it just makes it easier to go through you know well and sometimes like in read the like responding to that idea of the works in the valley that sometimes that that suffering can be purposeful mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know you, you think of jesus on the cross right or Jesus throughout his life, right? There's a lot of suffering. We talked about that last week, and it is purposeful suffering. Now, that doesn't mean that all Christian suffering is going to feel purposeful, right? <laughs> because sometimes it is bad things, you know, happening. It is um, bad people doing bad things to you. It is it doesn't feel like it's kingdom building work. It just feels like it's plain old suffering. And then that's where that, like, having that ongoing resource of realizing that mm-hmm. You are the potter, that God is the potter, and you are the clay, and you always have this connection to God, and you can always have this communication with God, right? And in some ways, this this is in line with the lament psalms, as we kind of talked about. And what a lament psalm, the, one of the messages of the lament psalm is, this is the kind of thing you can bring up to God, mm-hmm. that you that this is part of, this is an example of God being a resource to us. In those hard times, whether in this case the hard times are largely self-inflicted, even if they're going to try and blame God for it, fine, whatever, God's big kid. Um, But this is, as I say a lot about the Lament Psalms, I'll say here too, this made it in, right? right? This is in scripture. This is in the canon. This is in, you know, this is not in some secret book that we've buried. Here in a very important book of the Bible is this moment of them being upset at God, hoping like telling, hoping God doesn't forget them. Right. So let me let me give you a quick story. So we talk about um, <clears throat> you're talking about how um, going walking through the fire yields a, a fruit. Sometimes my uh, again my past and everybody knows the church about my past. 
And to hear my children now tell me, Dad, we don't do the things that you did because we watched what you went sure. through. We don't want to go through that. And we're sorry that you had to walk through that, that fire like that. But it, if, if, I had, if I had to do that again and, and come out with the same results, I would. Because showing them, I guess, and, and, and without really like knowledgingly doing it, uh, it showed them a lot more than me sitting there talking to them going, now kids, drugs are bad. You know, and this is your brain on drugs. Don't do drugs. You know, like the old commercials in the in the eighties and nineties. But actually, like them seeing what I went through, and in the end, uh, you know, they 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 don't they they're not into that stuff. So. But I think I think this is part of, you know, not to go back to Romans, but you know, you kind of need to. Um, it's important. Um, so this is what. What you've just laid out and what we're looking at here are both examples of what it means where all things work together for your good, right? Which mm. is one of those really, like, tough to reckon with scriptures. Like, what the hell do you mean? All things work together for my good. What on earth are you talking about? Cancer is bad. Yes, cancer is bad. Um, hurricanes are bad. Drugs are bad, kid. Don't, don't do drugs. Mm. But God can take those experiences and use them. That doesn't mean we need to have them in order to be useful, but this is where we can start to think about how all things work together for good is whether it is, you know, overcoming a struggle um, or you becoming an inspiration for someone else um, or in this case for Israel to be able to start to grasp and reckon with their need to change, to reckon with their own unrighteousness, that maybe now that they're back from exile and had that moment of disillusionment that things are still not right, maybe now finally things can be better. And I'll put it this way, things were better. Were they perfect? Nope. No, nope. but they were better. <laughs> um, you know, a new temple does get, I mean, this is where you need, it's important to read Ezra and Nehemiah, right? Where... What's happening in Ezra and Nehemiah is kind of picking up where this scripture leaves off. Yeah. They get back. Everything's in ruins. Nothing is right. And what happens where this goes is Nehemiah comes um, and helps them rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild the walls around Jerusalem, which is what made the what made a city a city um, in ancient times. And then um, they gather all the people around and they recommit themselves to Deuteronomy. Um, they recommit themselves to the righteousness of God. And out of this comes Second Temple Judaism, which we know mostly through the New Testament. Um, but out of this comes like a recommitment to God's law. It also then goes astray and eventually Christ comes and, and, and sets it right in a much larger way. But like things don't get perfect because what comes next produces the Pharisees um, who are not who are good, not perfect. Um, and produces the temple hierarchy, which is way worse. Um, so it doesn't end up perfect, but it does get better. You see a scene, growth comes from this moment of getting back from exile, looking around and going, oh, things are like, not good? We should like, fix that. And then they do, to at least a certain extent. They make an effort um, at the very least. So you're going to say, hello, Daryl. His, his name's Dylan. Hello, Dylan. my oh, name Dylan. is Dylan. Welcome to Mystery Island. <laughs> if you weren't at VBS, 
this is what I did for an entire week. It was excellent. Tibular. <laughs> and that's probably as good a place as any uh, to bring it in uh, for a landing. Uh, thank you so much for your patience um, uh, with this uh, heavily delayed edition of Scripture Talk. Um, we don't yet know what our production schedule is next week. Um, and so we will hopefully I'll have the foresight to post on Facebook. We need to have a brief, brief production meeting after this to figure out because I leave for UMR me at noon on Sunday, um, which makes uh, production a little challenging. Um, but uh, so be on the lookout. There will be scripture talk at some point. Again, we just don't know exactly when. Um, but if you have feedback for this show, um, leave comments on Facebook over on our YouTube channel, our uh, website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you would like an audio only version of the show, uh, because you don't want to see our luscious cameras, um, you can, uh, just, uh, uh, search scripture talk by grace church and your podcatcher of choice. And we'll be back at some point soon, but I cannot tell you when, um, uh, certainly two weeks from now, there will be another show next week's show a little in the air um it's okay things will be fine um also uh go in peace love and serve the lord and fear not stay well god is with us now we dance we need to get like now that the colors work on these cameras we get like colored lights that we can flash it's an LED light. It's an LED light. We just steal some from the church. We don't use all the ones we own. No, we don't. Get this thing really hopping. Why is the music so low? Maybe the volume controller slide over there. <laughs> <laughs>